you've got a passion for the outdoors, a desire to feel the warm sun on your face, the sound of your fly line whipping through the air, the pop of the water as the fish inhales the fly you just found in the floorboard of your truck. You need to feel the cool waters on your feet, the crisp north breeze of a November morning, the sound of a turkey gobble, the December rut, the chills of an elk bugle in September. It's the longing passion to chase your obsession. This is what we share. This is what we preach. Welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. What's up, guys? How are y'all doing? Good. What's going on? Yeah. Here? Here. Yeah. Jacked up on Mountain Dew. That's Baja right. Blast. Baja yeah. Blast, man. It's a good day. It was a good day. We uh, recorded a podcast with Matt of The Secret Society of Fly it Tires. So awesome. It was so, so fun. fun. Uh, I'm scared we shitless do, to drive home dude, now. Yeah, we, we derailed <laughs> a little bit. But <laughs> Can we someone talk to, walk to my car with me, yeah, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we derailed a little bit, but uh, we had a ton of fun with Matt. Talked about Illuminati and aliens and some fly tying and some steelhead fishing and had a good time. So that'll be coming to y'all in a little bit. Right. But first, we need to tell you guys about Honey Hole Hates Trash because no one has signed up and submitted trash yet. Honey Hole Hates Trash. It's super easy to do, right? You just go to the website. You fill out the form. Well, first, you got to pick up trash. Well, yeah. On your local river. We should all be doing that anyways, right? Yeah. Most people I know do. They I pick know. up some trash if they see it. We'll turn that, sometimes I do, into free loon gear. Yeah. By that easy. going to the website or the link in the description, filling out the form, and you're automatically entered to win. And I, I, I kid you not when I tell you we have not had one person sign up yet. So if you do this, as of right now, you have a 100% chance to win. It's going to be really this awkward not, if I'm one not, of us wins. <laughs> 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 that's what we don't want to happen. Loon's no. not going to be very happy if that's the no, case. No, if we give it to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. No, but you guys need to just go pick up some trash. Fill out the form. Enter yourself to win. It's probably 150 to $200 worth of Loon gear. Fly oh, yeah. tying pliers. Uh, fly tying desk mat. Uh, saltwater fl- pliers, freshwater pliers, like really nice pliers, and then, I mean, it's just it's just a no brainer. It's just a no brainer. Just pick up a little bit of trash. Just, go do it. just pick a little trash. Just pick a little trash. And if you guys do this, then that will be able will be able to go to other people and say, hey, why don't uh, on Sage or Orvis yeah. give us like a thousand dollar fly rod yeah. to give away, and we can kind of build this up. But we're not. And I I see you guys on on Instagram going and fishing, going and duck hunting. Going to the coast, Chris. I know you, Chris, Chris. Chris. Uh, pick up some trash. Just pick up some trash, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Do something. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. I don't care if it's Coke bottle, Coke bottle, uh, whatever, a shopping cart, a random doll head. You know, just anything, anything. If anybody pulls out a shopping cart, we'll send them a fly box. I think that's I fair. I like that idea. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, give you guys a little bit of incentive because I've seen plenty of shopping carts in the river. If you guys like legitimately pull out and dispose of a shopping cart. Yeah, just send us a picture. We'll send that you a fly box. Yeah. That deserves a lot. That deserves a lot. I can't even look at Zach right now. He's too busy looking like George Lucas. I, I, it's really, <laughs> it's really freaking me out. Comparison photo coming uh, soon. Yeah, yeah. comparison. I, I was, ugh, yeah, <laughs> I can't look at him anymore. Yeah, that's weird. 
It is. No, I mean, imagine us. Yeah. We're staring at George Lucas at our and table right now. Yeah, yeah. The, the flannel and the beard, the hair, the hair. Yeah, it the is. glasses. That's true. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. Were you dude, going for that look? Dude, Were you cosplay I was this? Not going for that look, but now I got it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So I'll see about cutting my hair, but not anymore. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Why well, ruin a good thing? Why? Yeah. yeah. Well, you need to let your it, students know. Let if you let it go, <laughs> the, that's the problem. If you let it go and let your hair go longer and your beard go a little bit more, then you're gonna be looking like Francis Ford Coppola. Who's Francis? I don't know who that is. He directed the. Uh, he directed Apocalypse Now. He directed. Um, he directed uh, the Godfather. Um, oh yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, Francis yep. Ford Coppola. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 What have you guys uh, been up yeah. to? We uh we have not recorded in two weeks. Feels a little weird. Has it been that long? It has been that long. Yeah, I've been coming over a sickness, getting over a sickness. Yeah, Zach. So you were sick for like a two, month, two weeks. It feels like a month. It but. does. It feels well because yeah. it happened. Like I had like Thanksgiving break, and then I was sick for two weeks. So it feels like three weeks of just like. Eh. I went to your house and I lit candles outside. Had a vigil going. That's nice. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure you turned around healthy. Thank you. I, I heard you that. took some steroids. I did. Yeah, I got, real, I got real beefy. <laughs> Is that why your beard's thicker than normal? Exactly, right? <laughs> your voice sounds a little lower, <laughs> yeah, too. Exactly. It's got like real beefy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anything else change in size? Yeah. <laughs> Going the wrong <laughs> way, <laughs> though, boys. <laughs> oh, man. No, no, it was good. Uh, I mean, I feel a lot better now. Yeah, I have a good good uh, doctor who uh, hooked me up. So. Nice. Nice. Yeah, but it was about two weeks. It just sucked. Okay, so you, did you get the shot in your butt, or did you get pills for the steroid? Uh, right up the urethra. <laughs> <laughs> did they at least lubricate <laughs> it before they did that? No, the needles are so tiny now. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> ooh, ooh. That You guys talk about, we were talking about fears. Yeah. That is my fear. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, that's tiny, my fear. Tiny needle. Zach's oh, aliens, yeah. mine is needles up the urethra. Yeah. That would do it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they just gave it my arm. That was okay. nice. Really in your arm? Yeah. Huh. She give me the option. See, now I feel like these nurses just wanted to see my butt back in the day. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason to give like, it to you in your butt. Why am I get it in the yeah. butt? Ah, oh, there you go. You, <laughs> have, you have some cake back then, or what? Oh, yeah. You still, still got some cake? Yeah. Get some booty. It's a bet. They're like, hey, we'll see this guy's butt. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's always important to wear clean underwear anytime you go to the doctor's office. Every time. No Every holes time. either. No holes. Or holes might make it easier. Yeah. Actually, next time I'm just gonna wear a jock strap. <laughs> Here you go, ladies. <laughs> Let's do it. Somebody told me you'd be so, needed to see this. Uh, <laughs> if you keep up the steroid reuse, that won't be needed. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So I don't know what it is. I don't know what it was. My doctor said could have been a million different things. We'll never know. No. Speaking of steroid use, though, we sure did take advantage of that uh, Liver King apology. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's pretty solid. I was, you know, I did not have that on my bingo card. <laughs> 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 Liver King. I'm like, all this guy does is eat raw food. It's like, there's no way. And then you see the pictures of him, like, 10 years ago, or not even, like, maybe six years ago. Uh-huh. Man, he was all beard. He was, like, oh, probably, really? like, 200 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, and then to see him all jacked up, it was like nine day. There's like when you look at those two pictures, like no, Every, everybody knew he was, he was on steroids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, everybody's already commented on it. That apology video was hilarious, though. Yeah, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. That yeah. was a lie. <laughs> that, that was a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude. Uh, what a bozo. <laughs> 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 Made. I mean, again, I guess it's it's 
like Zach, you're not living by the nine ancestral tenets. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you think that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just sad because we're like, you know, we watch it. You're like, what's he saying now? Oh, is he eating this? Okay. And eh, is he doing this? Eh, okay. But, you know, even though you know, like, this dude's on steroids, you, you still don't, you're just like, yeah, he just moved on. And like, you, you know he's on steroids, which is, like, worse for you than anything. But you still watch it. And but at like, the same time, I would feel bad, you know, for, like, not eating liver. No, he, <laughs> he does really eat liver. So here's the thing, because I watched a huge breakdown video of, like, the guy lives the life that he promotes on social media. Except that he also does steroids. <laughs> so he he is he is literally like eating testicles and like eating raw liver. Like these things are really happening. But does he know he can eat whatever he wants if he does the steroids? Well, but he was not gonna get jacked like he is. No, no. But steroids, <laughs> but steroids still require a lot of work. Like I'm not promoting steroid use, and what he did was 100 percent wrong. But you still have to work your ass off right, right. on steroids but to get jacked. But he could eat better stuff than like testicles. If he's doing, but that's not the point. That's the, that's the real boom. But that's not that's the ancestral true. We only tenets. know the liver yeah. king because yeah, yeah, because he eats the liver and the testes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe that's why we're not growing on <laughs> social media. Because we're not eating liver. Because we're not eating uh, uh, testicles. Be a man, eat Taco Bell, and drink Baja Blast. <laughs> <laughs> and that crunch wrap, crunch hey, wraps up. Hey man, it with steroids is okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow, that guy's jacked, and all he eats is Taco, Taco, Taco Bell? Bell. What are the nine uh, honey hole tenants that uh, we live by? Uh, Taco Bell. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> always take uh, toilet paper in your, in your car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 that's always yeah. That's number prepared. one. That's number one. Always yeah. yeah always be prepared. Um, four ply. Not no 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 two ply. No <laughs> yeah. one ply. Exactly. Yeah. So I went to college so I can. Okay. So that's that's it's, that's our tenant number one. Honey hole tenant number. We'll one. have to write this down. This is a good one. This I like is that a, idea. That's yeah. homework. That's homework for for next week. Like let's just do our what are and we'll post them on on uh, on social. What are our nine our nine things? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, our nine fishing tenants are. Whatever. Yeah. Squirmy worms. You're not a fly fisherman if you don't squirmy worm. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Fish trash. I need to go buy some eggs. You're not. You're not a. You're not a fisherman unless you're. You. you yeah. It, put it like that. Like not a man, but you're, you're not a fish fly fisherman unless you. Uh, you color your egg patterns brown with a sharpie to catch trout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. No, I see where this is going. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. But what's there going to be a secret that we're doing behind everyone's back? Ooh. Uh, Soaking bait. I use what's the, the, what, No, no. What is the fly fishing equivalent I of use, taking steroids? Here, here I they use, would be, like, groundbreaking. I, <laughs> I use a size 22 uh, WD-40. That was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was a squirmy worm. I guess using a squirmy worm, man. You no, no, but what is the what is the fly fishing equivalent? That, that's not like Tinkara fishing. No, no. they kind of overlap a little bit. Uh, who would it be? Uh, like okay, so living that life, but not living that life, not owning a forerunner. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not owning a forerunner or a taco Tacoma. Yeah, or a taco. Yeah, yeah. either it's Tacoma forerunner. A Toyota, if you uh, yeah. just yeah, a Yoda, you get a, a Yoda. Yoda, a Yoda, and um, there's that. Not uh, not owning, not owning a non camouflage piece of waiter, I guess. Not a non camo waiter. Mm. See, I see where the tenants are coming together. Drive a Toyota, yeah. you know. We're, we're, Squirmy worm, we're, fishing. Squirmy worm. 
Wear a Howler Brothers shirt. The Howler, yeah. Howler Brothers shirts. Yeah. Yeah. In your, in your uh, repertoire. Ooh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Have a beard. Okay. Okay. I yeah. feel like gauge earrings are coming back around for, for, uh, there's a lot of fly fisher YouTube videos of guys giving, you know, tutorials and they got gauge earrings. Mm. Yeah. How about a fish tattoo? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Both of y'all got your fish tattoo. Yeah, that's a tenet. Okay. Yeah, that's a tenet. Okay. We're, we're coming up with our tenets. We're going to come up with an official list. I like it. Yeah. We're good on this. Yeah. And then we're going to make an Instagram video. This is Landon with Honey Hole. Yeah. Look at my fish tattoo. Look at it move. Yeah. yeah. You're not, you don't know. You don't know anything unless you yeah. don't have a fish tattoo. Yeah. Tenet number one. You must have a fish tattoo. <laughs> you must have a fish tattoo. <laughs> yeah. After if If you, uh, what does he say? If you don't have a fish tattoo, you're non-primal. Yeah. As long, yeah, you're not primal <laughs> unless you're holding onto your your Yoder steering wheel with your fish tattoo showing everyone that you have one on your arm. I don't need a fish with a net because I can just grab the fish with my hands. <laughs> that was a lie. <laughs> that, was, that was a lie. <laughs> that was a lie. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, this is too much fun, guys. Oh yeah, we're gonna have fun with nine tenants. Okay, we got that. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll come up with a good list for you guys. <laughs> uh, so Zach has been sick and basically doing nothing. Well, uh, no, no, but Franklin's got canceled. Franklin's did get canceled. Rescheduled. We're, we're rescheduling it. Yep. Yeah, but I did go fishing before I got sick, and actually, I might have got sick because I fished <laughs> in thirty-eight degree weather yeah. when I was like, and I got I got wet up to my shoulder, and so I feel like. How'd you get? Did you fall or? Uh, or like reach in for a fish. I uh, reached in, yeah. The old wives' tale. Reached your, in. Your head, uh, your 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 hair wet in cold weather. I know, right? Yeah. It's not really actually true, but I don't know. I spent a lot of time outside that Thanksgiving week before I got sick. So. And that was, a, I mean, the temp up and down. I mean, it was easy to probably yeah get kind of thrown. Yeah, because it was like, I mean, the first half was like in the forties and wet, and it was wet the whole time. Yeah. Thanksgiving then, was like eighty. Yeah, right. And then like all the other days around it were like forty. Yeah, and cold and wet. So, but I did go to the quad to trout fish, and I had my best day ever on the quad. Oh, yeah? Walk us through. So, went out there with an, another teacher buddy, um, and he had never caught any trout on the fly rod. And I don't think he'd ever actually caught a trout fish, like a trout ever. At all. Okay. Period. Wow. And so, uh, but he is my buddy I've been fishing with quite often, and uh, he has just been in like, fly fishing mode. Like, he loves it. Like, even, like, the day before we went, he actually went out to the quad. For is this the guy I've met? Yes. Oh, I want to go fishing with you guys. Dude, it's like so much fun. Yeah. And so, we uh, he actually went out the day before to upper quad to find some bass, but um, it was really cold. He didn't do well. But we did go trout fishing, and, man, I don't know what it was, but I was just clicked in. And I mean, I think like once you figure out the quad, I feel like you kind of like hone in, especially with, like certain times, you know, mm-hmm. and man, like I was just like pulling fish, like big monster fish up left and right. I think I hooked into 12 fish for the day, which like we were only out there for a few hours That's still awesome, man. and half of it, I was trying to help him. And I think I landed nine. Yeah. You know, nine to net. And then, um, so I caught a couple, a couple of good sized fish. And he had never caught, he hadn't caught anything, and I was kind of, like, telling him what to do, and you're always in that point where it's, like, I don't know, like, how much I fish versus, like, tell you what to do, and so I caught a couple, and then I was kind of, like, helping him a little bit more, and then he caught two, back to back, and he was finally, like, oh, because, like, we had been out there probably an hour and a half before he hooked into one, Mm -hmm. and... He was finally like, oh, I get why we go through this <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. suck to catch trout because it's 
it's different than catching a bass. It's so much fun, you know. It is a different type of 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 uh, bite. Yep. And so we got a f- he caught two right like back to back, and at that point I was like, all right, so like this is what you're gonna do, like just kind of follow me, like ho- we'll hop around each other. And then at that point I was like on, you know, just catching fish left and right, and I would put him in the good spots, and he was hooking into fish, but they either come undone. Or it wasn't, or they up. go into the ripples, and that's just that stuff that comes with experience. Like, and even experienced people still lose fish easily, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like learning how to fight trout, especially on like smaller hooks, definitely comes and as, light tippet and and on um, nymphing. Yeah. You know, like indicator rigs, like there that is a skill to learn. And I don't know many people who are just like fantastic right off the bat. Like the more fish you play, the more fish you catch, the better you get at that skill. And so. He was definitely getting better towards the end, um, but man, it was just so much fun, and we had a great time. We like we probably fished for five hours in total. Did you have you tried those Oros indicators yet? Those new ones. Which ones are the Oros? Yeah, I just bought some. I, I bought totally some, but I haven't them. tried them. They're the half and half, right? Like, half and half. Yeah. Yeah, I have not tried them yet. I want to try them. Yeah, I've got a got a pack. I forgot to use them this weekend. Mm. Um, I'm still on the airlock, the foamy airlock ones. Yeah, those ones are great too. Mm-hmm. And I like the corks. Yeah. Corks land a little harder, but they're, they're pretty easy. And I don't have to worry about losing the washer. But. The, the corks, too, I like a little hot tip, is that because they they stick to the water better. Yeah, they float really well, too. And they float really well, but they stick to the water a little bit. Like, that cork kind of soaks up a little bit of water, mm-hmm. and they stick there. So when you mend, you're, like, less likely to, like, throw that indicator. Yeah. I... I to be honest, I do like the cork a lot. Yeah, I, I, it's one of the ones I probably will keep buying. But I am curious to see how that new half and half one works. Yeah, yeah, I'm I I am as well. So, well, I helped out with a fish talking today. I'm not going to go into too much details, but that was super fun. With a what? A fish talking. Did you take pictures? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'll uh, post some videos to Sweet. the to the gram. Um, of uh, moving from the trailer. Busted your ass enough to take a nap today. Oh, dude. Well, so there's that's two pronged. Well, we met really early in the morning in Fredericksburg, which is a long drive. Yeah. So there's that. But then also, for whatever reason, last night I couldn't go to sleep. Maybe excitement, maybe something else. Mm-hmm. And I only got like three and a half hours of sleep last oh, night. Yeah. And then going and then working, you know, carrying buckets to the river and stuff like that. I mean, it's not super hard work, but it's like we were doing something in the long drive back. Were you always in waders and stuff doing that? Or? No, I wore the uh, uh, tall boots. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Muck boots, okay. basically. And uh, <clears throat> it, most of the places aren't super deep. I did uh, fill my boots up with a little bit of water at one spot, trying to revive some fish as we put them in the river. So we dump them and then kind of hang out and make sure all of them are. I mean, they're sitting on a truck. Yeah. They're all disjointed. They get thrown into a bucket, and then that bucket gets carried to the river, and they get turned upside down. But you can't really blame them for, like, yeah. being kind of, you know. All disjointed. Right. Um, Does anybody just throw corn, pulling them out? No, they actually do a cool thing at this with this setup is that uh, it does, you cannot fish until next Monday. So they give them a week to oh, nice. adjust and acclimatize. <coughs> so they don't uh, immediately get pressure. Cool. So they kind of get used to the river and their surroundings and bearings and kind of find where they're going to hang out before they get a hook. Throwing it. Yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah. 
Because when you first drop those fish in, they're real stupid. They're willing to eat anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're just like, I'm hungry. I've been in the bus. Yeah. So that was fun, and, like, seeing these different spots uh, to be able to fish was fun. Fun to meet people that are part of that club that do this and meet new people, and it was just it was a good morning. I had to take a day off, but it was well worth it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well worth like it. I would like at some point. Just well talking. worth it. I'm excited for it, for sure. Gabe, what have you been up to? <sighs> work, work, work. Friday was a roller coaster of emotion. Um, so my wife has a, a Maltese, a runt Maltese at that, so she's barely like two pounds. She looks like a puppy. Uh-huh. Far away, she, she's the size of it. She looks like a puppy. And uh, she's 15 years old. Mm. So this dog is already looking like her tongue's out. She already, she's, looking, she's looking rough, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working from home and, and uh, yeah, take him out and stuff. And she tends to sometimes do this little slippery thing, you know, and being blind and stuff, she doesn't really know where she's at. Uh, but I got her... Um, you know, I took her outside, and when I took her outside, she kind of, I don't know, she she stopped, like, I, I, I put her out, she kind of stopped, I kind of, I think she kind of maybe landed a little weird. Uh-huh. So she, like, here's a picture where she's stung, sticking out. I mean, she literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, looks, cataracts and both eyes. I mean, this dog is, uh, she's resilient for sure. So she, she was... She she kind of stopped, but she was favoring her other la- her other front paw, and I brought her in. She was kind of hopping along, and this is not the first time it's happened. She kind of was asleep on this uh, elevated pillow and kind of rolled off, and and um, you know she wasn't yelping or anything, but she for like a couple of days she she would kind of uh, hop along, right? And uh, and after about two weeks, she was fine. Well, I I kind of felt her arm. I was like, man, it kind of feels feels weird, almost like. Like chicken bones, broken chicken. It just felt like a yeah. weird. I was, and I, yeah. I called her. So I'm like, look, hey, uh, go ahead and call the vet, and you know, let's let's get this checked because I'm really concerned about it. So of course she calls the vet, and the vet's like, look, she's 15 years old. Just prepare yourself. Right. So uh, she gets off of work. We go straight out out to the vet, um, and they do their little diagnostics and stuff, and and they did a, you know a quick little review, and they're like, look. We think it's possible that her arm is fractured. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know unless we, we do, like, all these x-rays and all this, but truthfully, like, she was in the back. Everyone's loving on her, and she's kind of putting some weight on it. So we think the best thing is just to give her some pain meds for, you know, a week and a half and be on your way. Because really, her age and her size, there's not, there's not going to be anything you can do anyway. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um so we were, I mean, that take like three hours, right? And they come back with the bill, and it's like, where they initially they say, okay, this is the stuff we want to do. It's like twelve hundred dollars, right? So I tell Crystal, look, this is this is your dog. You bought her your first big purchase when you graduated. It's the only real dog that's hers that she's known. You tell me if you if you want if we want to do this, I will pay the twelve hundred bucks right now, and we'll we'll do this. Your dog, and the nurse was really nice, and she was like, look, you know, we really don't need all this stuff, these blood panels, all this other things, all this. So. Um, you know, narrowed it down to the important stuff, did some blood work, kidneys fine, she's she's rolling fine. And uh so we just got got her some drugs and and um you know, she's getting a little bit better. She's she's still like she's putting some there's times where she puts put some weight on it, but half the time she's just limping around and it's crazy seeing this little dog limp around to go get food and water and then 
kind of limp. I mean, it's just like crazy to see how for her age and stuff that, okay, it's not working. We're just going to keep right. moseying along, mm-hmm. you know? So we got that all done because we thought, you know, that was it. They were going to tell us, no, this is, this is, we're going to have to, you know, put her down and all this. But luckily that wasn't the case. And so Saturday I'm like, I need to get out. Like Friday was just up and down, stressed out. I need to get out. So I had put in an order uh, with um, fly fish food. And one of the things I really wanted that I, I'm surprised I haven't bought um, was a scene net, saying net, whatever scene. Saying net. Yeah. That it goes over your, your net, mm-hmm. your fishing net. And I wasn't sure if this would go over the uh, fish pond, uh, was it oversized? No, a mid, mid-length. I have a mid-length uh, net uh, from fish pond, and it fit over that nice. So I went out to Mike, my buddy Mike's place and fished out there since the weather was still a little bit warm. It was, it was like in the 80s that, yeah, that day. Yeah. Went late. Went like I was only out there for about two and a half hours. Took the waders um, and, and got some nice little bass and stuff. But I really wanted to use that net and really get, since I'm putting together this trout box, because I didn't have any trout flies, as I'm putting together this trout box, I just wanted to get a gauge of an area that, you know, something we fish a lot of, even in the summertime. And took that, did some areas of fast water and some slower water, and that net was awesome. It was really cool. Saw a lot of cool stuff, and I put the pictures on on Instagram on there. Uh, some really neat stuff. And I... I was surprised. I saw a lot of caddis that weren't that lime green. Yeah. They were clear white. And I guess, you know, I always thought, you know, summertime, sometimes you pick something up and they're all that lime green color. Saw that. Betis. um, Not very much other uh, mayflies other than that Betis. A lot lot of caddis. Right. A lot of caddis and helgramites and damselfly nymphs. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and the damselfly nymphs were in areas of moving water, but not as fast and bigger rocks, where the faster moving and smaller pebbles were all the other stuff. Gotcha. Mm. So that was pretty neat to see the differences in the two areas. You're learning insect habitat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. just I think what it is is a lot of times <coughs> when we go out, we'll put something on because we're like, oh, I, I, I like this fly. Right. I trust this fly. You don't think about it. You just put it on and, right. and go. And in one of those little parts where I saw there was a lot of small caddis and um, and even like water boatmen, those small, you know, those type of bugs, I threw in a size 16 Frenchie and caught a bass on it. Yeah. You know, and so I, I think I think it's, you know, I think it's one of those things we, t- we don't really do too much of that we should do more of just as a general idea for yourself. Uh, to get a better sense of what's going on uh-huh. underneath the water. And it was colder, you know, like, like I said, I was wearing waders, it was colder weather, but it was a pretty cool eye-opener to to get into a lot of bluegills and stuff um, on the, uh, you know, on, on those flies. So, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was just like a roller coaster thing, and obviously Sunday works Sunday, but, man, it was... <sighs> How's work? It was good. Not too bad. Um, you know, people are coming in getting their Christmas stuff, Christ- Christmas shopping. I'm still in the hole. Uh, working there, still probably <laughs> so funny. Man. Have not made any money, and I, I like, yeah, I, I should. I mean, if I quit today, I'd make more. I'd make then you, more. you'd end yeah. up making more in the long run. Yeah, because I've been buying fly tying materials and stuff like that. So yeah, man, it's it's good. It's fun. Yep, it's fun. Well, guys, let's roll over to our interview with Matt, Secret Society of Fly Tires. Yeah, 
And if you guys haven't hopped on Instagram and seen his intro videos for his podcast, I mean, round of applause to the guy. If we had a round of applause button, we would hit it right now because they are probably the greatest thing I've ever seen. And he's putting a lot of work into it, and you guys should go check out his podcast. For sure. All right, guys. Setting room tone. All right, guys. Welcome to the interview. We have Matt Farrow with us. He is the producer, voice behind, video editor, all of the above, behind the podcast, Secret Society of Fly Tires. And, yes, sir. Uh, we're excited to have you with us, man. How are you doing today? Good. You forgot Chief Executive Officer. Oh, oh nice. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's the best one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me, boys. Yeah, so I first saw you uh, when you did a podcast with Wes, because um, we're friends with Wes, know Wes very well, and then Alvin, so we're like, oh, man, this guy's hitting all the Hill Country guys that we know, and then... I didn't even, that made me assume that you were in Texas, but having spoken with you now, you're obviously not in Texas. Where are you from, Matt? I'm out here in Carmichael, California, near Sacramento, and I've uh, lived in California my whole life, but my wife's from Texas, so there's a connection there for sure. Where is she from in Texas? Uh, Houston. Houston, okay. Okay. Uh, Matt, give us a breakdown of what you like to fish for. Oh, man. Uh, I just like to fish, but if I had to... Uh, it'd be swinging for steelhead for sure. Um, love it. And it's kind of like my zone, you know, up here in Northern California. Um, I love it. Um, but really, you know, like I love saltwater fishing too and, um, catching American shad, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't catch a lot of fish, so like whatever is cool. Um, but as far as fishing goes, definitely swinging two handed rod for steelhead. So my understanding of, and I've done the, Pacific Northwest steelheading. I fished for one day, caught one steelhead. I find mm. I consider myself extremely lucky in that regard. But my understanding is the further south you go, the worse the reports are on steelhead runs. And so you being in Northern California, to me that sounds pretty far south. So what is kind of what rivers do you fish, and are they getting getting decent runs? Yeah, it, and that's true. I would say. I mean, I'm not a a biologist or anything like that but uh, i would say that's probably true of it getting worse the further south you go down from the top of washington um as far as numbers go or whatever but yeah, I, I fish the american river the lower american river is my my home water here i'm five minutes away from it um and i don't catch a whole lot of steelhead on that river um maybe one or two a year a season okay um yeah um but i'll go out to the trinity once a year, twice a year, uh, if I can get some buddies to go with me, and that's a, a, a better shot, you know, if we're going to get, get into a few more. Um, and, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot in reach, but, you know, as a father of two, I don't get out too far very often right yeah. now. Yeah. What, uh, how many days a year are you putting in for those two fish? Oh, let's see. I'd have to pull out my report card, I, I guess, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Because I actually fill out my report card like a good fisherman does. Um, but, like, uh, it's kind of, a, I don't know, I guess probably somewhere around, like, uh, 75. Oh, that's a lot. Probably. 75, I mean, uh, 75 days a year swinging for steelhead. 
maybe and those could be a, a two-hour session okay jumping, you know jumping out after yeah. after work or, or before work or something like that but you know that's yeah. be able to do when you're like that close to something like that mm-hmm. I mean, let's be oh, honest totally. if we were if we were closer to spots on the quad oh, i'd be there at least yeah, twice a week right probably. i'd make yeah. go at lunch yeah really i mean yeah yeah, don't use me as any sort of uh, barometer for how many you should catch in that <laughs> amount of days, though. So, you know what I mean? So, no, I mean, there's definitely guys out. out there. That's the they, thing. That, like, you're out. Yeah. I feel like well, going going around here, it's like you're you're kind of you're gonna lose half a day for sure. There we go. Do you feel like uh, time breeds success? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, with with any experience that you got putting in, you learn stuff. I mean, you lose from failure, too, or you you learn from failure too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah. Uh, but at the same time, there's so much luck there uh, as far as getting into a uh, an adult steelhead on the Lower American River. Okay, um, is that like luck as in knowing where the fish are, or just like what what kind of numbers are we talking yeah. about on our runs on the Lower American? I couldn't rattle off any numbers really off the top of my head, but there's water issues too, you know? And so, you know, we've, we're in perpetual drought out here and, you know, with the water issues that we're having now, the, the runs are just getting worse, yeah. right? And the numbers are going down. So there's that, there's that that plays into it. And then it's just, you know, yeah, finding the right spot, the right time. Cause there isn't that many there. Yeah. It seemed like to me when I was up there, it was uh very, I don't know. Where did, you, a, where did you fish up here? On the Soul Duck in Washington. Oh, okay. You were up in the OP. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, uh, I, that was that was my first shot at, at wild steelhead was on on the Soul Duck. Okay, and awesome. You're you're talking. You had one in, in one day. Yeah. And, and you thought felt lucky. I we we boated nine in one day. Um, my uncle and I on the on the Soul Duck, and we we probably hooked into thirteen or fourteen. I'm not, I'm not kidding. And they were huge. And oh, that's awesome. The only day we put in. Man, don't so tear down like, my accomplishment. <laughs> Dude, I, I didn't know what the hell we were doing. Like, I, I had no idea. I didn't know how lucky we were, you know. Um, and you're into swinging. So how do you feel about the, you know, uh, nymphing for steelhead or the other techniques uh, that, that guys like to use? Because I know uh, a, a lot of fly anglers are swing or die for steelhead. Um, I have no two-hand experience. I was not two-hand fishing. On my trip, we pulled out a two-hand rod at good-looking runs, so that way I could try it, and he would teach me how to how to cast with the guide I was with. Um, but, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Are you 100% swing, or do you pull out other techniques every once in a while as well? Uh, well, when I'm, when I'm at home and I'm just going down to fish my home water, like, I only really swing because I, I go to the places where that works or whatever you know i can find a good swing run that's where i go um, but when i'm going to somewhere like the trinity or, or going to a, a you know a different river i definitely will, will fish whatever tactic you know um, will, will work um, depending on the water I'm, I'm waiting you know i don't have a boat and so you know i've definitely caught fish um, nymphing um, i don't think it's um, there's probably a better way to do it i think eric um, leninger brought it up on an episode i interviewed him on on my show uh whereas like you you could probably do better with a spin rod if you're going to uh, you know use a float with something under it um mm-hmm. it's probably a better more efficient way to do it um but i don't have anything against anybody that wants to do any any sort of fishing as long as it's ethical i mean i'm down for whatever man yeah um, but if i can i, I choose to swing just because it's the most fun and like i said i don't catch a lot of fish so it's like it's fun to swing um, it's, a f- it's fun to cast, uh, that, that, you know, that kind of rod and, um, 
I, I, I lose my, my, my focus and I want to look around at stuff and like not be paying attention to a bobber. So it is, it is fun to do that. I recently did a casting lesson with a guy who's a very good caster and he's working on getting certified for two handed casting. So after our lesson, he pulled out a two handed rod and was teaching me how to cast. And I could honestly say that just casting those rods is more fun is. and just yeah. being out on the river and doing that style of casting <laughs> would probably fill my tank as far as, like, fishing. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if I'm going to the guad and bass fishing, I'm out there to catch a couple fish. Like, right. let's be honest. Yeah, I'm not yeah, out yeah, there yeah. for the casting. But I could understand, like, the draw to the two-handed spay cast because of how beautiful it is, how far it goes, how fun it is to do. So I, I, I could understand that, which is something until I had kind of dipped my toes into it did not make sense to me. Yeah, like no, you're, you're the casting is, is so fun. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I yeah, got a, just, a, a two-handed micro spay, and and throwing mm-hmm. that, I feel, like, I feel like I'm sword fighting. Okay, so Matt, so get, uh, give us a break. Why did you decide to start a fly fishing podcast or a fly tying podcast? Hmm. Even more niche. You went like niche to hyper niche. Yeah, totally. That's kind of why I guess you know. Um, <laughs> I, I, I tend to make I tend to get drawn to stuff that's uh, you know, I guess a little difficult or humbling. You know, uh, that's kind of just the the type of things that draw me in. And th- it seemed like okay, nobody's nobody's doing anything specific to fly tying as far as the podcasting world goes. As far as I could could tell, I looked around and stuff, and I listened to tons of fishing podcasts. You know, there's tons of those, but I thought maybe there was a hole to fill there and um gave it a shot like i i, I mentioned it to some buddies and they all kind of were like nah, i don't know like because it is kind of uh it's a visual medium yeah like you know you know and so like it's kind of a weird thing but it's not i mean the fly tying is is the the entrance to talking to people right it's like it's an interview show when it comes down to it and i'm interviewing folks that i'm interested to learn stuff from and to meet and um, the fly tying is just a connection there. Right. And I think it's so niche that these, the people I'm hitting up have a hard time saying no. When I, when I, when I reach out to them, it's like, you know, it's just about tying for an hour. It's like, okay, cool. Like uh, I'm sure they get hit up for a million fishing podcasts, you know, and uh, you know, for somebody who had zero history or, or anything, there was my first season that I just wrapped up. Um, I was surprised at everybody that agreed to do it, you know, so quickly. Well, I, I think, from our perspective, doing a fly fishing podcast, a lot of people want to hop on podcasts. It's very rarely do we, you know, find objections. I think the the cool thing about this community is how helpful everyone is to each other and wanting to hop on and help out. I mean, really, our only a hard denial was Henry Winkler. <laughs> yeah, so far. Yeah. <laughs> he said no. He said no. <laughs> and even then, it wasn't a no. It was a 20 grand. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was like, it was if you pay me enough, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is my hourly rate. So, Dude, just start a GoFundMe. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, we're going to cycle through all the fly fishing celebrities first. Uh, we're we're going to have probably a board of... Uh, is, the, is Harry Potter girl on there? Uh, um, Emma Watson. Emma Watson is on our list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know she ties flies, and I know yeah, who, she donates. Who's gonna get? To, who's gonna get to her first? Huh? <laughs> we, get, we can have a little friendly podcast competition going on. Yeah, you know, I love that I have a podcasting friend now. Like this is this is my this is the first first podcast that I've been on. Like nobody's nobody's asked me to go on their show yet. So thanks, thanks for having me. It's my first one, and now I have friends, so we can we can joke about podcast things. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, for sure. For sure. No, Emma Watson, uh, Liam Neeson is on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a, a really good friend who uh, is kind of vi- is very well connected, and he has taken to task, like, I'm going to get you guys a celebrity. And so uh, we kind of sent him a list, like, all right, here's our dream team. And he's been kind of sending us updates, but Emma yeah. Watson's on the list. And, yeah, you're, you're yeah. connected, huh? Yeah, no, we'll see. We got the <laughs> we'll one. See. We got the one. Uh, what, what about fucking Huey Lewis? Is he on the list? <laughs> Huey Lewis, no. Wait, wait, but did no. It? Why not? Wait, Huey Lewis, like the guy, like Great Balls of Fire? No, 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 that's no. Jerry that's Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. You said Lewis. I'm like, wait, no. wait, 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 wait. No, didn't hip he to be square, like, back in the future. Ago. Yeah, Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess he's not on the list. He's not on the list. I guess. Yeah, we'll work through this list. We'll we'll add some more. I'm connected too, but just a pop, just a pop artist, okay? Because I used to work in music, and so maybe I can get Huey Lewis. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. You're also in California. You could probably just drive over to L.A. and hang out on the streets, and yeah, you know. I know them already. Yeah, <laughs> every every celebrity that you could think of, you have a match of houses. To. Ask me about yeah. my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about your music background a little bit. What you said you used to work in music. I did. I had a job working in music for 10 years. Um, well, music and I guess, I don't know, it's kind of like fan engagement, right? We sold um, VIP tickets to meet artists and oh, nice. ran, ran fan clubs and stuff like that. It was a boutique company out here in Northern California. That's cool. Who uh, who were some big name uh, artists that you guys worked with? You want to drop some names? Okay. Yeah. Uh, drop the big one. Hurt my toes. The, the flagship artist. You ready for this one? The Backstreet Boys. Hey, right. hey. nice. Uh, let's. We worked with Matchbox Twenty. Oh, uh, we, uh, another big one, right? Yeah. You're all fans. <laughs> uh, let's see who else. Who else is on? There's so many, man. The Eagles. Um, okay. Really, I mean, we worked with all different genres. Um, we ran, like I said, we ran fan clubs and sold tickets um to to meet these folks you know or like you know front row tickets for fan club only i'm sure you guys have seen those when you're buying concert tickets okay, right yeah, and, yeah. You, work those were, any, were you work with any country artists uh yeah let's uh, uh a little girl named taylor swift okay you might have might have heard of her we worked on of, man of, maybe you could have fixed the whole ticket match yeah it's been a long time that sounded like a mess for sure but um yeah, but we worked on it set online for like eight hours did your wife get we, any tickets she did she got three. Oh, nice yeah. so you're going like, no, or she's no. going i don't friends. go to big concerts anymore okay yeah we worked on like the the red in 1989 cycles nice. for her. Uh, uh other ones let's see um Sugarland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now let's see. Um, Luke Bryan. Okay. Is that yeah. one? Yeah. It yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, uh, well, not super into the new country stuff. So this is like kind of off of my off of my uh, my wheelhouse. But if you if you need some uh, good uh, maybe under the radar country suggestions uh, that is not considered new country, we'll uh, we'll send you a list. I do like some new country stuff. The not the poppy, not the, no, the radio no. yeah. poppy stuff. Hear... Like like. You wouldn't hear the stuff we like on the radio. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's more like class, like, like, like kind of like the ventures, like Merle Haggard, but like people who are doing that stuff. Now. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Living the life as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Right on, right on. Big Texas country genre here that is Texas and red dirt country. Yeah, it's not on the radio, 
but is huge here. See, who was I just listening to? Who set him up? Let's see. I think he just passed away, actually. Luke Bell. You guys familiar with him? Luke Bell? No. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah, we'll check it out. out. Yeah. We'll check it out. So, Matt, so are you a big fly tie? I mean, obviously, you used to do a fly tying podcast and you're tying flies in front of me but like where did where did the do you like uh, yeah do you like that was a dumb question but. Did you got, hey what was your what was your editor's name carson, carson that's, yeah that's that stays in yeah that, that, keep, don't keep, pick that out keep it in carson uh how long have you been tying flies for not very long but three or four years probably okay um and really um the, the lockdown covid situation um i hope i didn't just get you a warning on your podcast for saying it um was what kind of really 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 made me dive in you know um, it's it like i was home all the time and um i had i, I got advice and i was kind of I, I had it and it was just kind of hanging around for a while and i was kind of scared of it i didn't want to jump into the rabbit hole of materials and you know everything else that you could get that i'm now spending all my money on um but finally yeah started tying some flies and really dug it and it was it's a, it's such a great um well, kind of meditative experience for me like i really need it i need to do it I, i've been trying to do it every night and i've missed the last couple of nights um my family's been sick and i've been playing uh mr mom you know and doing kind of extra stuff so i haven't had time to do it this one is halfway done from three nights ago and i'm gonna i'm gonna finish it here <laughs> i'm sitting here <laughs> what are your favorite types of flies to tie because i know i find myself tying things that i like to tie and buying things that i don't like to tie it's kind of like my style um and what gabe likes to do is way different than what i like to do and what zach likes to do is way different than what i like to do so even between the three of us we kind of have our own style and what we like to tie what is that for you well you know i just kind of i just kind of figured this out the other day i was because I like, I, I watch a lot of fly tying videos. I'm like, oh, I want to tie that. I want to tie that. I want to tie. I want to tie all this stuff. That all looks cool. And I, you would do little one off things all the time. I, I rarely will tie more than a couple of a of a pattern that it's that this you know the same thing. And um, I I really only fish like six or seven flies, and so those are what I tie. And I I, I think that like my favorite ones, I like tying leeches, uh, Jonathan Farmer's pattern specifically the the mini me graboid um and then i like um i like this one right here just kind of uh swing kind of marabou yep um you know kind of dirty ho style um a little bit um this one just has marabou and some guinea behind here and i'll probably um throw a little bit more marabou on it and uh a little flash and call it a day you know um but I don't know. I like tying stuff um, mostly like that you would see probably for steelhead, you know, okay. when it comes down. That's probably what I really like to tie the most. But, um, you know, like I said, I only really fish six or seven flies. So those are the ones I got. And do you just I'm change the colors when you want some variety? Or do you kind of like have your go-tos and just kind of keep your boxes full? I don't know. It depends. Um, like uh, last, last winter I was doing pretty good on black and blue and so i was tying a lot of black and blue stuff mm -hmm. um i'm just kind of um kind of filling up my box like i just went through and 
um, did the purge of like older flies I tie that I will never fish because they don't, you know, like the new stuff looks better or whatever, right? And so yeah. kind of clip off the hooks and reuse them and, and see what I can salvage out of them. I just did that and kind of refilling the box with new stuff, you know, just because I'm tying like one or two a night these days and, um, you know, throwing them in there for whenever I get out. I think we all have those boxes of trash flies <laughs> off <laughs> totally. our desk that I'm, so sure, I'm sure would catch just as much fish but don't look yeah. good to us. Yeah, totally, man. You got new, cooler stuff to tie with and uh, learn new tricks and stuff. I think somebody I interviewed had a, had a bowl, you know, the discard bowl. And throw them in there. Hey, man, if I can get a line through the eye of the hook. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what do you think, having interviewed a lot of fly tires and being that focused primarily, what do you think are the good things about fly tying today? And maybe the not so good things about fly tying today. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I think the good things about tying is that we have, uh, you know, Instagram and YouTube and stuff to learn so quick, right? Like um, a lot of the folks that I interviewed in my first season have been tying for a long time, and they like. Um, Carson, you don't have to take out the drinking that just happened. You have to just take, take it out take it or, or, or leave it in. Leave it in. Whatever. Uh, no, they, 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 they talk about going to the library and getting books, you know, and like I would not have the motivation to go down there and get a book and learn how to do it that way. Like I'm a hands-on, like kind of like let me do it right now. Let me see how to do it kind of person. And so like that's, I think that is beneficial um, and I think that the reach there too is beneficial. Like I think more people are doing it and I think it's a good thing. Um, so all positive for me. Um, negatives is tough, man. Um, maybe just kind of like that gatekeeper, you know, kind of, um, popularity contest kind of stuff. If it's out there, I haven't really experienced it, but I've heard other people talk about it, you know? Um, but it's like that in anything, right? Like there's a, no, you're absolutely like, right. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a hierarchy, a, click, a clicky thing, or a hierarchy. Yeah, like I mean, I haven't experienced, like I said, any of that stuff yet. I haven't got any real hate or anything, you know, or or not been, you know, accepted by anybody yet. Um, but I would say that's probably the negative, and that's from social media, right? Yeah, we, we've seen it both within yeah. the, the our YouTube channel and. Oh, you guys have gotten some. You got some haters. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Comments. Oh, man. On... I, I pray, I pray for them. <laughs> I, I, pray, I pray to have them. Please come on to me. On Zach's pimple popper, I know I've Dude, I've had some stuff. Slays yeah, them. yeah, and and I know I've had some stuff on on the Luchador Flyco stuff where it's just like, you know, we've all been doing this enough and at fly tie enough, and luckily we we all have buddies that are in the same <laughs> boat. So it is it is pretty funny when someone mouths off and we have a group of people that are already doing the fighting for us. <laughs> we do great. have some people that fight for us, and it is awesome. Yeah, because if That's we don't cool. have to put our name out there, it's like, hey, man, it's just, yeah. <laughs> just another listener. Yeah. Don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Dude, my, my show is so silly. Like, I don't know how anybody could get upset about it. Like, unless I said something wrong and, like, offended somebody. There's, there's been a couple moments where I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But you know, surprised yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you know that maybe that could happen someday. But sometimes you're until, not taking it serious well enough, you know. Right, right. Um, I think another thing that in the tying world that is kind of popping up is the stealing other people's ideas and not giving uh, as credit is kind of the big thing that people that I know that that tie 
is uh, taking someone else's pattern and changing a color and putting a new name on it. Yeah, it's, you, you, it's a new fly. You jokingly said on on one of the intros on on I forgot who it was, but you know, ch- changing changing a thing and then now copywriting it and it's calling a whole different name for it. I forget what intro it was for for the interview, but you you made a quick little snippet about it. And like, oh, me? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was either. Oh man, I, yeah, either I, you I, or the guest. I thought it was you, but I know it was in one of the promos that was just saying like exactly that. So you change it, hmm. puts put flash on it. And now you copyright it for something. Completely different. Uh, I wonder if it was Eric. We talked about we talked we talked about that a bunch and fly fly names. It's like we're gonna, so you're gonna go put some blue on it instead of the red and get it like a goofy another goofy name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do like I mean like I I I really feel like there's there you got to be really innovative to come up with something new at this point. Yes. Yeah. Like you like like plain chocolate or something. You know, like you got to be like super innovative and yeah. and come up with something totally new or somebody's thrown the feathers and fur together on the hook and done it that way you know i don't know yeah we have a good uh when we when we join you for your show we'll bring uh we have done a game show game on our podcast before bring that back and And actually this is right up your wheelhouse this is right up your wheelhouse so we created a game called band or fly and okay, we will right. provide you with a indie name. rock band or mm-hmm. a crazy fly name. And like this is like deep cuts, like not just like, you know, what you're gonna find in a book. Yeah. It's like some guy on oh. Reddit tied a fly. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you right now that I will be the all time champion of this game. Yeah. It is it's it hard. Is it's so hard. hard. <laughs> with our knowledge of antique flies and everything else. There's been a couple where we had what? Dale Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. and a um and a uh, what was it? Uh, bald head. What was the bald head one? Natalie Portman shaped, shaped head. head. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know my my uh, fly tying knowledge is severely lacking, but my obscure band knowledge is through the roof. So. <laughs> See, that's what I thought. Like I'm, pre- I'm pretty it. deep in like the even like SoundCloud indie bands, you know. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah, those are some rough days. I went home angry after a couple yeah. of them. <laughs> Oh, man, yeah, that's a good. Cool. Are we going to play the game here? What's up? We'll bring it to your show. We'll, we'll, we'll bring, bring it to your show. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we awesome. got to prepare yeah. a little yeah. more for it. Cause, yeah. uh, See, you got homework, now cuts. we got homework. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Can't get the team cuts good. for that one. Yeah. I am very much looking forward to the show. I got San Antonio stories, <laughs> and I've been looking up things about donkey ladies. Oh, man. So I'm ready. The donkey lady is OG for us. Speaking of that, Zach, you know, since you're – we have had a regular segment on the show called Creature Watch. We haven't done it in a while just yeah. because we kind of ran through about 100 creatures and uh, gave it a break. But since on your podcast, the vibe, part of your vibe is like strange, dark, mysterious. It's uh, MK Ultra. It's Coast to Coast Radio. It's all of that. Sightings. All boil. I feel like that all encompasses <laughs> your brain. Yeah, hell yeah. That's it. You got it. You, you know me already. <laughs> so we wanted to bring a creature to you uh, on our podcast uh, today because you kind of you've asked your guests if they've had any weird encounters. Right. Yeah, I ask. I ask every guest, and I'm gonna keep asking them. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's actually we should ask. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. So we'll bring this to you, then we'll ask you if you've had any weird encounters. All right, you guys ready? Yep. For Creature Watch. So, last Christmas season, I brought you the story. Wait, wait, wait. Did you guys just play like a stinger that I couldn't hear? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Oh, yeah. I want to hear the stinger. Oh, it was perfect, too. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, you missed it. It's over. <laughs> right. I'll hear it on the show. Magic, magic, magic. gone. <laughs> 
<laughs> so last Christmas season, I brought you the story of Krampus and um, several other, like uh, the Yule Yule Boys. Remember, like the Yule Log, like the Yule Boys, yep. and like the mom and all that. So this week, I'm bringing you the story of Frau Perchta. I have no clue if that's how you say it. Maybe it's Frau Perchta. <laughs> I know Frau is probably Frau, like Fraulein. You know, I think that's half the fun of your segment is trying to pronounce your damn name exactly. <laughs> so, in the folklore of Bavaria and Austria, Perchta. I'm going to change it every time I say it too. Perchta, that sounds Perchta, good. Perchta. Maybe the ch is silent. Who knows? Um, so, Perta was said to roam the countryside in midwinter. Now, she would enter the homes during the 12 days before Christmas and actually leading up. I guess she would, like, enter your home more violently each no, day no. leading no, up. No, I've heard, I've heard of this one. Uh-huh. And that's, the, that's the origin of the 12 days of Christmas oh, song. Exactly. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's crazy. So, she would bust into your house, and she would know immediately whether the children and young servants of the household have been good or not. If not, she would leave a small silver coin in your shoe. But if you had not been good, right, she would slice your tummy. <laughs> <laughs> she, she would cut you open. So it's either you get a silver coin in your, in your boot or, or a C-section. Or she slices you open. She removes your guts and your stomach, and she stuffs you full of straw. No little kid is good. They're all getting, they're all getting sliced up. They're all, they're all getting their belly sliced open. Yeah. Oh, and pebbles. So she put strong pebbles into your stomach. Um, she would also make sure that all the little girls had spun their whole portion of wool during the year. Oh. Yeah. So, you know. They better. They better. <laughs> make sure you're knitting. Oh. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, Frau Park does coming for you. Uh, so... She would also uh, slice them open if you did not eat or if you ate her favorite meal on feast day. Right? Ooh, what is what it? Was it? Yeah, what is it? Feast- uh, traditional meal of fish and gruel. Oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Pass. Yeah. It's what, I, it's what I have for every supper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Perchta is also known to have sinister Krampus-looking demon minions who follow her around, known as the Perchtons. So, Frau Perchta as the Perchins who run around as masks in parades. So, uh, like, basically like minions. Yeah, exactly. Okay, That's, so I yeah. think I've seen those parades with the masks. Exactly. They so, look okay. like Krampus, like a bunch of little Krampus okay, yeah, running yeah, yeah. around. Um, so they come in two forms. One is known as the Sean Perchton, which is the beautiful Perchton. Uh, and these come during the 12 nights and festivals to bring luck and wealth to people. The other form is the Shia Shia's person. <laughs> oh, maybe it's Shia. Like, Shia, okay, like yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, which means the ugly perched in. They have fangs, tusks, and a horse tail. And that they, I guess they use the tail to drive out demons and ghosts. <laughs> Gross. It's like the office. It's like the pumpernickel. Belschnickel. Belschnickel. Yes. And so a lot of people think that uh, she is actually married to Krampus, but that is not true. Uh, she Do they have a divorce? No, I don't think she actually was ever married. Okay. Yep. Kramp- Krampus wouldn't be tied down like that. <laughs> no. Or maybe, maybe it's like a Lucifer sort of thing where it was like one of her perchtons was not happy with the way she was running things, and so like Just... he broke off and did Krampus now. <sighs> so, it, so she resembles a Scandinavian goddess Frigga, uh, she has a beak nose made of iron. She dressed in rags and sometimes carries a cane. 
and resembles a decrepit old crone. But she packs a mighty wallop and carries a large knife under her skirt. I, I was in full belief of this as a real thing until uh, the iron, until the iron nose. Maybe it's like one of those uh, like medicine doctors from like the you know uh, medieval times, like the Renaissance, where like they have the like yeah. long mask thing. What's the so, goddess? So this this or? turned Frigga? into you know the twelve days of Christmas. Yeah. Okay, and what you said is she would come twelve to your home twelve days in a row, and it would progressively get worse. Yes. So what day is the stomach opening? Maybe the twelfth. The twelfth day. I hope not the second. I'm wondering. I'm wondering what's happened on day one. Like, how bad is it? If we're gonna escalate to, choose your cane. Just kind of thumps you on the head. <laughs> you know, you wake up with a bruise. How do you spell Friga? F R I G G A. So how did this turn into such a joyous song, though? Well, you know? well but I, I mean, I you can probably that. go back. Cinderella. Those weren't right, or not? Uh, Snow White wasn't wasn't necessarily a. Yeah, because you know, they're originally thing. the. Um, Whatever that book is. Wow, you got to put me on the spot now. Yeah. Don't know what that book is called anymore. Uh, the two like brothers? The, ori- the original writer of like fairy tales. Grimm. Grimm's, Grimm's, yeah. Grimm's brothers. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I don't know. So that's the story of Frau Perched. Uh, I don't know, man. Friga looks pretty hot. <laughs> Friga. Let me see a pic. I think this is it. I like this. I didn't know that there was a, a female counterpart to Krampus. Right? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, she, she kind of sounds worse. I think Krampus is kind of out of his league. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. lady, she would. He would just like, I don't know, take you. Yeah, the stomach slicing. That's 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 a little overboard. It right? makes you wonder who decided that. You know, said like, well, obviously, but how, and then it sticks. You know, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Who decides that? Like, um, she does. Could have been anything. Could have been like ripped his eyes out. Could have been, you know, opens his brain, pulls, puts the brain back in the kids. You know, but yeah. but just slice. I mean, I don't know. Feels like the uh, and the you didn't count how much wool you took care of. Yeah, that's oddly specific of a parent. Like you better make sure you do Imagine your chores. Com- yeah, coming down to that last your day, stomach sliced. <laughs> open. Coming down that last day and going to bed and be like, oh you shit, spin it like crazy. <laughs> I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna wake up right now and spend a little more just to make sure we're we're crossing that. Overdo oh my, my lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. That's good. Yeah. Thanks. We need something that we need something that hardcore now because you know the the elf on the shelf thing that that's supposed to like be the Santa's eyes yeah, you know like watching doesn't work at all yeah. not a not a single bit fear is the only driving factor in, in students it's, it's yeah, true yeah all the stuff yeah. that they're involved yeah. with now all the stuff they see in video games and everything it's had to be hard to be hard to you know oh yeah there there actually have to be bloodshed yeah they're actually yeah. like yeah. literally like, fear and violence that's yeah. the only thing like literally happen you know. At their house. Yeah. Oh, man. Exactly. Maybe I'd be like, scared. Be like, but like a mousetrap in the present. Have you guys Have you guys seen the people dressing up as the Grinch and then walking into houses and stealing Christmas presents? It's like a, a parent's prank they're playing on their kids. Oh, yeah. I saw one. And getting their kid's reaction. Hilarious. Yeah, I saw one the other day where the kids totally attacked him. Do you see yes, that one? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, they went, <laughs> they went berserk on him. Oh, yeah. They're like... You know, wouldn't it be funny if some guy just actually did it to a random house? <laughs> Showed up as the Grinch and just well, you die. The problem yeah. well, in Texas. Yeah. In Texas, yeah. you, you get, get shot. shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, so so turning this around, uh-huh. what what are the things? I mean, we know Zach's scared of aliens. Yeah, I hate aliens. Landon, have we talked? We eh, kind of the same thing. Random stuff being out in the, alone and. No, what was that one witch who would like mimic like your loved ones and call you outside and then kill you? Yes, yeah, that, I'm not into that. Yeah, yeah. that one. Who's, who's afraid of aliens? 
I am. Zach. Yeah, I'm terrified. Really? Yep. Just terrified of the idea of aliens or that they're going to get you or what? Yeah, so when we were kids, my I had like I had one brother and two stepbrothers, and we'd all mess with each other all the time. And I'll never forget one time we went to Roswell, New Mexico, and we messed with the – and I was like probably like seven or eight. And we messed with each other so much about the aliens that now it's just ingrained in my mind that, like, I'm probably going to die by aliens one day. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. Well, it wasn't like a specific movie or something? No, I mean, like, that. I think yeah. everyone can agree that in Signs, when he walks across the kid's birthday well, party, we don't talk about okay, that. Okay, so, so there's you know? that. I, I, would, I would go a little bit further when Fire in the Sky was on TBS on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's on. Yeah. And then... Yeah, that whole scene where it's like the 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 syrup or jam, whatever spills. Yeah. He's under. Oh, oh. Yeah, there's, there's a scary one. That so, oh. fire in the sky. Oh, don't. Yeah. Oh don't man. Mess you that, up. that one got me. That one got yeah. me for years. Yeah. For years. Like, there's yeah. no blood. There's no nothing. No. This yeah. is. It's just yeah. you watch that movie. You're not gonna want to do a camp out on a hunt in the middle of nowhere ever yeah. for a good yeah. three years. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah Mars yeah. attacks. That's why I can't own a Chihuahua. <laughs> Mars, Mars attacks. Mars attacks. Yeah, you're talking about there no being not being any like gore or blood or anything scary like that. Like communion was even worse for me, and that that doesn't have. That's just like an, an alien's face like peeking through the doorway. That's with Walken, right? With Christopher yeah. Walken. Yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. the alien, the alien hand like coming through the kid's window. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we're oh, yeah. talking about this, and I'm like, I gotta. Gabe, me and you gotta walk out to the car um, at the same time now. That one, and then <laughs> another one that's similar to that is the the fourth kind. That See one. that one's oh, yeah, yeah, that, that one, yeah. one messes with me because you're not seeing. I think that's the thing too. You're you're picturing your head with this thing is looking like. That's the, is that the one with the interviews where it was yeah, like all, yeah. ended he up looked, being kind of kind of owl much. owl related, right? Yeah, yeah. there was that. Yeah, one. There, what was the other one with where like at the end of it? Spoiler alert: um, the brother gets taken away and they move out of the house. Is that the same one? They move out of the house and w- as they're going through the new boxes, uh, his radio, his little walkie-talkie kind of goes off and he's he's calling back to the parents and to the brother. From oh, Mars? Was, I, no, From I think Mars that, or something? That was awful. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny that you talk, you talk about this fear. I don't know if you guys want to get deep here. Let's do but it. You're talking yeah. about this, this fear of aliens that we've all been in, like ingrained to have, you know, through pop culture. Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like... Uh, there, I, I personally have, have come to the conclusion that I don't think there's anything to be afraid of anymore. Like, don't you think that if there was something to be afraid of, it would have happened by now? Oh, tell that to the people that thought yeah. this uh, far sh- Christmas thing didn't rip you open. They still thought about that for years. <laughs> Great point. Great point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you got me. Exactly. All of a sudden, you wake up and draw on your tummy, and it's a different situation. <laughs> Matt, I read too you, much. What? I read too much alien stuff, guys. But if you want to hear what the, what I'm afraid of, it's fucking spiders. Oh yeah, see, I'm not it's, well, it, well, just seeing them or like waking up in the middle no, of the night and you're like, covered in them. Night, uh, I definitely wouldn't want to wake up in the middle of the night covered, <laughs> covered in them. I don't think anybody would, <laughs> even if you're afraid or not. Yeah. You don't want to have to. But I don't know. I uh, uh, don't like them. I don't. I don't like looking at them. I don't want to. I don't want to squish them. I don't want anything to do with them. I don't, I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't have like an irrational fear. Like I, I like if there was a spider in the room, like I wouldn't have to leave. But like I don't. You would want to kill it immediately. What am I? I'm afraid of going to jail. That's what I'm afraid of. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't. For, know. for all the I crimes I committed, <laughs> I didn't eat that. I didn't eat that. That's a big one. <laughs> well, mine's going to alien jail. So that's around that's there. <laughs> Man, there's that's a thing. <laughs> Matt, where does your what is the most convincing story you've heard on this like whole 
ghosts, aliens, creatures thing? Because you've you've asked all your guests what they've thought. What what has been the most convincing story that you've heard? Most of them don't have any stories, and they leave me hanging completely. Okay. Um, but which I like, I like the awkwardness. Um, <laughs> I, that's a thrive, thrive in it. Thrive, thrive in that zone. Um, but I don't know. There's tons of convincing stuff. You guys, I'm not going to pitch a show here, but you guys seen that show on Netflix, Surviving Death? No, no. All right, check it out on Netflix. It's a book too. It was a book first, and I'd have to say the first episode of that show was totally mind blowing. And, and as far as like supernatural, paranormal, whatever. Um, there's some, it's all ghost type stuff, I guess, uh, afterlife, um, type, you know, stories, near death experiences and stuff like that. Um, those are probably the most credible that I've seen recently, but I believe everything. I believe it all, dude. I, I, you gotta, you gotta start talking about iron noses until I don't believe it. You know what I mean? Like I want to believe it all. Lizard people. Yeah. Well, whatever, yeah. What, whatever. Sure. Why, why wouldn't they be? Now, have you had any personal experiences? Yeah, I had a UFO sighting. Oh man, see, yeah, see, yeah. Will you tell us about it? No, sure. Yeah, I mean, I gave a, <laughs> I gave a, I gave a brief, a brief story on my show because um, Chris from uh, AZ Flash Shop told me a UFO story. He saw one out in Phoenix, and I told him. I don't know if I think I told him. It might have been somebody else, but I think it was like early two thousands, and I was walking my dog after work and uh i saw what looked like this isn't a super exciting story so just i'll try and make it quick but i saw like a what looked like a mylar balloon floating over the grocery store that was right down the street from my house and i lived by Folsom lake if that's for anybody who would have any sort of reference lived near Folsom lake and i just was kind of watching it because it was flashing and stuff and it just kept catching my eyes as i was walking and uh it got closer and closer as we were walking and um, it started changing shape, like serious shape changing, like where it would be like a perfect circle into like a straight line, you know, and then like everything in between. And um, that was weird to me. So I kept watching it at that point, like really watching it. And it, at some point it looked like a classic saucer, like uh, from underneath, because we were pretty, pretty much um, under it at, at this point. And we, it was, a, I would say, probably 100 100 feet over, 200 feet over the tree line. It was like some regular pine trees. And, um, I went under a canopy uh, with my dog, trying to, now that I saw it was close, trying to, trying to get a better view of it. And I went under the canopy and it was gone. And my wife, who was uh, walking with me, uh, saw it uh, just kind of blink out, like disappear. So, I mean, that's it. It wasn't any sort of like close encounter or anything. You just saw a pretty legitimate, you know, sighting of what you might call like a ship or something, right? Was this, were there any other people that you had met around this time that had corroborated what you had seen that was extremely the, weird or like, did it make it on the news or someone get no. a video? Didn't make, it, didn't make it on the news. There was other people on the, on the street, on the block that we were walking that were out in their yards that I noticed and they didn't look at it. I didn't holler at them like, Hey, look up and look at that or anything like that. But I noticed there were other people around. They weren't looking at it. And, um, you know, so, um, I, I want to say that I did look up uh, on the MUFON database, you know, the, which is like a, the mutual UFO network where you can report sightings. I want to say I looked up to see if there were any sightings in my area at that time. And there wasn't, 
So I, I, I don't know if anybody else saw it. But. See, that's what I'm saying. There's millions yeah. upon millions well, of galaxies yeah. out there. Yeah. And us as a human race are not the most intelligent. Right. Obviously. <clears throat> right. <laughs> we well, do a fly fishing if, podcast. If we go, obviously, we I just mean like human races are like, yes, we accomplish fantastic things, right? Well, not there's got to be. Not in this this dimension that we're living in at this point in time and But space. you're telling me that there's no, and the millions upon millions of galaxies out there, there's not another dust rock that ended up with people on it or things on it. That maybe figured things out a little bit quicker than we did. What, what if this is all like some weird simulation, though? Then none, that of that too, ma- yeah. none, none of it matters at all. None of that matters at all, right? Jeez, the, ga- the galaxies. What you guys want to talk about aliens and stuff? We can we could do it all night. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. Yeah. I'm already not going to go to sleep this evening. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I actually I actually don't think it's a other planet thing at all anymore at this point. Like I I guess I wouldn't rule that out. Like. Because I, like I said, I believe anything, but I'm I'm starting to think more that it's all the same thing. Like when I'm, and that's kind of why I ask guests, like if you had any paranormal experiences. I think it's all the same thing. Like I think it's the ghosts, Bigfoot, aliens, whatever. Well, I would say it is crazy. All the same thing. When you think about like people who have like uh, like sleep paralysis. Like, yeah. even before you know what sleep paralysis is, we all envision the exact same thing standing in the corner. Like, that kind of stuff's crazy, right? Like, yeah. Oh, you guys, yeah, you talked about sleep paralysis yeah, a while back. Yeah, because I had it in college. I had no clue what it was. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I had, like, I had never heard of it, and it yeah. scared me so bad. Remind me what happened again. So, like, you, you what happens, what, like, scientifically what happens is, essentially, your your mind wakes up before the your brain sends the signals to the rest of your body to wake up, mm-hmm. right? But what happens is when you wake up, you can't move your body. But, like, your eyes are open, your brain's processing things, but your body literally does not move. And so, and so you're, like, physically trying to move phys- your body. Like, no matter how hard you try, your body will not move. Like, mm-hmm. you are literally, it's like, and you're stuck there. And what happens is, and no matter who you ask, before people know what sleep paralysis is, people share the exact same story. They feel like somebody is holding them down, right? Like you feel pressure like on your mm-hmm. chest, like where people are holding you down. And everybody, everybody claims that there is a tall, slender figure in the corner of the room watching it happen. Like everybody says this. And I said that. I saw that. I told people that. And it freaked me out. And nobody knew what it was until I finally like learned what sleep paralysis is. But then what makes it creepier is everybody experiences this exact same fe- creature watching them or thing watching them. And it is terrifying. How many times has this happened to you? So it ha- typically it happens to people when they're under a lot of stress. So it happened to me. <laughs> it's like every day. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, it's happened to me five times in my wow. life. Any three, recent? No. Three times in college and two times when I first graduated. Try and find a job. <laughs> find a job. Yeah. You should, you should, you should t- somehow learn to control this through astral projection. Or like you know what I mean, like a remote viewing, and just turn that slender man into like some sweet succubus. Yeah. Well, you know I mean? I, so I did. I actually had to find because it was like it's so terrifying. I actually had to learn some techniques once I figured out what it was. Holy shit! You so yeah. do techniques? Yeah. So there are things. So what you do yeah. if if this does happen, and anybody's listening, what you do is you focus on one part of your body. So what I do is I focus on my pinky and think. No, you don't. You yeah. yeah. do. You do. What well, you think is okay? Yeah. I'm there. I'm gonna move my pinky. I'm gonna move my pinky, and then next thing you know, you move your pinky right and then it, you increase that sensation up your arm and up your body until you're moving yeah but 
Yeah, it's, I don't wish that on my worst enemy because it is terrifying. It is the worst experience ever. Well, I'm mm-hmm. kidding. I'm well, telling I mean, you, change it out for a sucky bitch and you focus <laughs> on a different body part. Different okay? body part, yeah. There you go. Like, I, you know, aliens are okay. I, I really believe Illuminati for sure. Oh, yeah. Exists. I'm, start, I'm starting to think, oh, that's for sure. Are you yeah. kidding me? There's yeah, definitely some definitely. Controlling, that one meeting, controlling group. That one, yeah, that one meeting that's done every year, not in Geneva, someplace else. Where all no, that's, these, all, like, that's over by me, Bohemian Grove. Is it, yeah, we're just, yeah. We're, yeah. We're just, yeah. All these big wigs show yeah. up, and a lot of people don't know yeah. their name. Yeah, no, that's just true, right? And they're all lizards, too. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, they're all lizard people. Why wouldn't they be? I mean, look at them. Well, now they're actively talking stuff. I mean, whatever. It's true. <laughs> Ooh, there's no way there's a real person in there. <laughs> so, Matt, your logo was accused yeah. of looking like a butt. Sure was. A butthole. A butthole. A butthole, right? Yeah. And, uh, I mean. Being spread apart by the hands. It's been a while since we talked about buttholes yeah. on the podcast. So. <laughs> Here we are, guys. <laughs> Life's just a big cycle. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, where. I didn't get that impression, but uh, is it friends <laughs> yeah. messing with you? Let me see. The, let me see. Until, the okay. until you said it in your in your closing uh, episode feature, mm. yeah. Okay, I mean, like, well, I was I was getting comments about it. Well, I didn't I didn't just come up with this. And well, no, I don't imagine that you're the one that. Yeah. <laughs> That's as close to hate as I've got. <laughs> so, so I got I got comments about that. And I'm like, oh, I gotta I gotta talk about this, you know. So like, I need I need, I need that. Anybody who wants to be a hater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's like the other one with the, the, the KFC logo where it looks like uh, Colonel Sanders with a little small body, and it's his bow tie. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It messes you up now. Did you yeah. ever see, um, what was it, Community? Yeah. Yeah, no, E Pluribus Anus, you know? <laughs> that needs to be needs to be real. real. Did you ever watch Community? I've watched uh, Community. I didn't watch it all the way through. Oh yeah, no, they create a flag for the school, and it looks like a butt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> These things happen. Yeah. These things happen. Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. I I I enjoyed your the la- your your closing uh you know segment uh for it. In fact, enough so that I was like, I gotta send this guy money. Five dollars, and then I made it. I made it. What is it? The I made it was for an hour. I was the uh, top arts and crafts in Peru or something. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was El Salvador. El Salvador, yeah, it was. It's true. I think I'm number three. I'm I'm hanging up there, man. That's awesome. Not even putting out episodes. I should move there. (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna throw throw uh, parades in your honor. Yeah, it's probably because. you know, all the podcasts that get released there get taken down by the government, so yours <laughs> get slid in. <laughs> that, that's how you do yeah, it. That's yeah, how you, you get out yeah. the news, as you say. Yeah. It's an arts and craft podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then halfway through, start. Are, are you guys in the same, are you in the sports recreation? Is that the, the, the category you picked when you set up your podcast? I think we did uh, Wilderness. Wilderness. And there's a secondary one, right, too? Yeah, and I think we did sports yeah. as secondary. Yeah, yeah, what did you set? Well, I was um, cra- crafts and leisure. Okay. Okay. First, but then you know, anchor anchor corporate offices called me, and they told me to move to sports and rec and take on you guys and uh, oh the the other big boys. Okay. Yeah. We well, take down Rosenbauer together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's do it, man. Let's yeah. Go. We know enough about the fly box. <laughs> 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 um. Matt, what are some big plans that you have? Like, do you have any fishing trips planned coming up? 
I just missed a trip. Actually, you know, I was sick and I was supposed to go out to um, fish the Pit River out here. Um, if you heard of the Pit, and we were going to hit the McLeod, a couple other rivers around the area. Um, I want to go hit the Trinity real bad. Um, they're seeing photos of some good fish online right now. Yep. And um, would love to fish. It's a great, fun spot. Um, outside of that, I really want to come out to Texas. I want to come fish for redfish. I want to come, uh, you know, hit, hit the bass rivers out there. Yeah, uh, yeah, meet, 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 meet Wes, meet you guys, meet Alvin. Meet all these guys have been talking to you. Um, and put some time out there. I've never fished out in Texas. Yeah, when you come it. out here, we'll, we'll show you a good time. Oh, That's yeah, for, for sure. sure. I'd love to, yeah. We'll even camp out. Let's do it, man. We'll tell wait, stories. Wait, wait. <laughs> really, really, really scare ourselves shitless. Yeah. We'll, we'll cook stuff that doesn't taste very good. Awesome. No, that sounds yeah. good, man. Uh, yeah. or the, and so those sound like steelhead trips. Do you do any other traveling other than you want to go to Texas, obviously? Have you done any other traveling for fishing in the past? Yeah, uh, like I said, I went to the OP. That was like my big, probably biggest destination trip in the Olympic Peninsula. Um but no, mostly just around California. You know, um, I go down to Southern California and fish the fish the beach uh, whenever I get a chance to. Yeah, in know. fact, when you, yeah. when you when you do that, um, yeah, because I, I I kind of I've kind of fallen in love to d- doing surf fishing. Oh man, it's so fun! Yeah. yeah. It, so what what what's usually your setup there? What's your rig? Flies you throwing? I you know I said in one of my episodes actually that I I might trade fishing the surf for for steelhead and if i had to fish like every day like my home water being the beach i love love the beach um and and being on the coast so um surf casting i I like taking a switch rod or or a spay rod out and um i like an integrated head um for sink tip you know Mm -hmm. how easy you can how easy you can get um big maxima you know down to a swivel and then i'll um, I, I will often fish just one, one fly, but if you do that, the, the surf loop method where you can kind of throw in the, the right. loops that are integrated into your leader and, and hook on other, uh, you know, sand crabs and stuff to make kind of like a, you know, three, four flies on, on your rig at okay. a time. Uh, it's kind of tough for me to cast and fish to be honest. So I'll stick to one or two. Um, but that's basically it. Nothing too fancy. Some that won't get broken off. Um, you know, when you're um, getting snagged up on rocks or kelp or whatever, you know. What's the weight? Weight of the rod? Yes. Uh, probably like a seven weight. Okay. You okay. know, something like that. Seven or eight weight, you know, would be good. What are you fishing for? It, it, it depends. Yeah. If you're fishing for perch and stuff like that, which is the, the uh, California beaches, a lot of surf perch, you can get away with, with maybe even smaller than that. But casting is harder in the wind and stuff I, I i'd go ahead and, and go up to seven or eight you know for that too um but here in northern california yeah you're looking for surf perch and, and striper okay um, you know and um people catch halibut i've never caught a halibut in in the surf but i know it happens all the time down in the bay area um but you know lots of other stuff too is uh i know uh mako shark fishing is a thing off the california coast is that something that you'd want to try Sure is. I have a have a future guest coming on the show talking about it. Actually, oh, um, awesome! That's yeah, yeah, down yeah. in San Diego, right? Totally, Southern Cal. Yeah, um, going off the coast. I, I want to do it real bad. Looks looks super cool. Yeah, yeah. I had a buddy that went and did that, and I tied him up. Some he's like somewhat articulated, kind of popping, but dude, 
schlop, what schleppen, whatever. Schloppen. Uh, big, big schloppen. Orange, yeah. yeah, just these big, just you basically take yeah. off like 10, tie it on one, and then get it <laughs> yeah, you had orange, yeah. bright orange, and you're just yeah. slinging those things out there. Did he catch a fish on it? We caught a mako on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'd like to do that trip one day. Yeah, I mean, like catching, you know, tuna and all that kind of stuff on a fly rod sounds rad the mako shark is like next level right like yeah. He's, yeah. They, they're jumping 20 feet out of the water and stuff and they're like yeah. you know hundreds a couple hundred pounds of, and they rip line like yeah yeah it's it's unbelievable like the videos i've seen are nuts yeah and it's like sight fishing too because they bring them into the boat right and so yeah. you're casting at these sharks that are coming come on it doesn't get much cooler than that yeah. definitely Definitely want to try it out, yeah. So you have a guest coming on that's going to do that, and then uh, that's going to talk about that. Man, you got you got to hook up with them, get them to take you out. I I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guy, those guide trips ain't cheap, man. <laughs> no, no, for sure. What yeah. is uh, what is the m- most memorable fish that you've caught on the fly? Oh man, I think probably um, probably the uh, last steelhead I caught on the Trinity. Uh, with my buddy Steve, we were out on like a three or four day trip and um, weren't having a whole lot of luck. Um, but we're putting in hours. We, we were fishing like, you know, eight hours a day, you know, all day long. And um, finally got to a spot in, and uh, actually nymphing with a uh, cycle prince um, hooked into a, you know, a nice adult hen. And it was like the, f- the first, um, like legit steelhead I caught without a guide, you know, just totally on my own. Um, and it was, yeah, I really needed that fish too. It was a, a tough trip and I was, uh, kind of like in a bad spot in my life too, you know, for having, having a rough patch and like, I don't know, fishing for me works out that way. Like, you know, when I'm, when I really need a, a fish, like I tend to get one, like would I like mentally need it? Yeah. Like it, it, it ends up working out. I don't know. There's something serendipitous about it. Um, and that was one of those fish in it. It was a, yeah, special fish for me. It was the only fish I caught on that trip. Pretty sure. Didn't matter. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. There are moments like that. I think we've run yeah. into a lot of other, uh, you know, guests that, that either themselves or, or had a buddy that either, you know, they, they needed something and, and that fly fishing was, was that drug for them to, to help them, you know, get through a tough spot or, you know, just help him make it through. You know, uh, Fowler had a good story about a buddy that came in. And, and Will had a yeah. permit story. He caught a permit. Uh, his dad passed away from cancer, and there was, like, a special connection to that fish with his dad. Um, I oh, don't remember yeah. the exact details, but uh, it's uh, it's cool how those things come together. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, I mean, it sounds kind of selfish. Like it's all, it's all for me or something like that. You know, like the world revolves around me waiting to give me this moment or something like that. But it, I mean, it's not, I don't, I don't look at it that way. It really, um, it really kind of, you know, as somebody that grew up like a, like a punk, you know, that was like, so not into any, any, any inkling of religion or, or anything like that. Like those kind of moments, like, um, end up being pretty spiritual for me and make me, believe that there's, you know, some type of, um, intelligent creation instead of the, you know, whatever happy accident that happened that we all came here, you know? Yeah. Um, what, uh, how, let me, let me back up a little bit. What, how did you get into fly fishing? I don't know, just fishing. I mean, fishing, you know, since I was a little kid, just, you know, 
uh, like I grew up in, in uh, Southern California in the suburbs, but moved up to the sticks up here in, in Northern California when I was like 10. So I have a pretty good split of the two. Um, and yeah, I, when I moved up here, we would fish the ponds and stuff and, and um, just poke around. And when I got older, yeah, I was looking for some other stuff to do. And we, and we lived by Folsom Lake and I would go over there and trout fish and soak, soak bait for trout and stuff like that. And just, you know, hang out with the buddies and, or go down to the Delta or uh, Sacramento river and soak bait for striper or something like that. But um, I don't know. I saw a dude catch a big steelhead on the American river you know, on a fly. And he actually had me take the picture of his fish. Like I was there and he, he caught fish and, and netted it and wanted me to take the photo. I'm like, Oh man, it was like a 12 pounder or something to big old adult steelhead. And I looked at it and I was asking him what he caught about. He showed me what it was. I'm like, man, like real tiny little, tiny little wet fly. And, um, I was like, okay, I'll jump in. I'll try it. And I was already like bobber, like, um, float fishing with a, with a steelhead rod, you know, like throwing floats with eggs under it and stuff like that. And so bobber fishing on a fly rod didn't seem that different. Um, and so I went to my local shop and picked up the stuff that I needed and they helped, helped me out. I got a great local shop here, Keeney's and, um, they, uh, and I just started kind of trying to do teach myself, you know, the stubborn route. You know, if they're kind of just trying to do that, and I eventually took took a casting lesson. Eventually, you know, after trying to figure it out myself, and um, and then yeah, eventually graduated to wanting to learn it all over again with a two hander, right? And and figure that out, and that's where I've really kind of found you know my niche. Like I really like it. You know, after all this, how long from when you purchased your fly rod until you caught your first steelhead on the fly? Steelhead? Oh man. A long time. Um, I definitely put in a thousand casts or whatever, or whatever you know. Yeah. Uh, but I caught, um, I caught a, a shad, American shad, but pretty soon, like I went, I went down to the river within a couple of days of getting my my fly rod and got my first American shad, which okay. was the first the first fish I caught on on the fly, and the, the same fish that kind of got me into fly tying too, because the the flies are super easy to tie for them, and you know it was a easy step into to learning the, the craft or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I ask that is because I feel like in the today's world of social media, there's a huge disconnect between fly fishing, getting into the sport, and then success. Because I remember when I first started, like, this long drought of, you know, not catching anything. So I always like to, you know, maybe remind new listeners or people that are getting into it. Um, we may post, like, really nice pictures of fish, but there was a long drought of unsuccessful times, and at times we still go through that. Oh, yeah. Not catching fish. Yeah, all There's the time. One picture of social media that, you know, everyone looks at and everyone likes. But um, maybe, like you said, you went three or four days on the Trinity and caught one very special fish. Oh, yeah. um, I think people get the impression that, oh, you just went out for a couple hours and you caught a really nice steelhead. And, uh, I don't think those expectations are always realistic. There's so much more failure, I think, for even the pros, right? I mean, I think they go through more. I mean, they're they're not catching more than they're catching, right? I mean, and I barely catch fish. You know, like I mean, I'm lucky, lucky. Uh, I'm happy with every single one I get. You know, often to the point where I'm like, I catch a fish and I go home because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want, I want to leave on a high note. It's like that's yeah. it. Let's go. You know. No, that makes sense. 
Um, guys, you guys have any other? You guys have anything you want to ask Matt? <laughs> we've went we've went through the gauntlet. This has of, been a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. dude, everything from like, Illuminati, <laughs> fly tying, aliens. This is this right, is right, a, right on brand. Yeah, yeah. this is <laughs> the straight like unsolved mysteries, uh, fly tying episode that we have. Uh, dude, this we're gonna awesome. continue it on my show. It's gonna be fun. Oh yeah. No. I'm scared now. I don't know. He knows oh, our fears. No. He knows our fears. Zach. Oh, I share too much. I'm, I might reach out to you guys to ask you some more stuff before then. Oh, for yeah, sure. absolutely. I, you know, I haven't fished in Santa. I've been there. I played a show there with my old band one time. Where'd you guys um, play? We played. A, I want to say it's called the White Rabbit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that a real place? Yeah. Oh man, the White Rabbit. Yeah. Dude. Okay. Yeah, I remember it. Right. I got. Yeah. I got in trouble that time. My mom always going there. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah no, we were play, no, we played there. It's yeah, it was like a, uh, I can't remember, 10 years ago or something like that. It was a long time ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. About 10 years ago, it changed the name to Paper Tiger 2014, oh, okay. I think. I've, no, I've heard of that yeah. venue. I didn't know that was the same venue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Paper yeah. Tiger is a lot, uh, is bigger than, than it was. Like, yeah. The, get, the street still probably right looks the same, just run out houses and, oh, and yeah. the bars. Yeah. <laughs> They're on San yeah. Marie, so, sure. yeah. No, it's a good it, venue, though. Yeah. It was cool. I mean, we were going out to South by Southwest. Okay, and, yeah. And it was like, I can't remember if it was on the way or on the way out or something on the way back home. Um, but I remember pulling up there and the, the, the promoter was like, hey, you guys hungry? There's a yellow house like a block away. It's full of, full of chicken. And we're like, okay. And we, we walked over there and sure enough, there was like a, a house with a, a door open and you walk in there and it's like, just like Popeye's chicken, like all over the counter. It's like boxes <laughs> of it for, for all, the, all the bands that were playing. Nice. So yeah, much chicken. Room, it's yeah, a yellow, yellow house. <laughs> yellow house. Yeah. That is awesome. It was a good, we were like, all right. It's like we had a quest all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, you show up, you show up in San Antonio, you immediately met with a quest yeah. to get our supper. <laughs> Which in that area, like, it makes sense. Like, yeah. Everybody's like, yeah. Everyone's there. Oh, yeah. Like, all not the surprised. houses right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Just go in that house, yeah. you know. Yeah, I want to say it was like a yellow Victorian, like an older looking home. Yeah, yeah. that's um, yeah, hilarious. Like that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's nuts. See, I'm a, I'm a regular San Antonian. See, I know who yeah. they are. You've already been at home, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like, I'll, I'll, I'll probably reach out and ask you guys some stuff um, since I have uh, a close personal relationship with you now. Yeah. I can kind of reach out. And <laughs> yeah. None of these folks I've talked to have ever talked to before, you know? And so, like, they're like, okay, I'll, I'll let you interview me. And then I'm like, cool. And then we don't talk until the interview comes up. But now that I know you guys, I might reach out and, um, you know, poke around a little bit. Because I got, I take, I got, take notes, you know, when I'm coming up with this stuff. And I fill up a page full of notes of stuff I want to hit on. And then I just kind of ramble, like, you know, run through it, like see what I like and put, put the monologue together. But, um, I got to come up with questions for you guys too. So I might hit you guys up to ask you some questions about your buddies so I can put you guys on the spot. And know <laughs> yeah, each other. yeah absolutely. Yeah? Okay. And, uh, and, uh, so I go out to the, the Valley out there probably about once a year. My, I have family who lives in Modesto. No shit. Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, next time I'm out there, I might, I might, you know, pick your brain on some places to go fish. Dude, let's let's fish. Minnesota's like two and a half hours, probably, but yeah, we can find. I we usually can find fly somewhere. into Sacramento, actually. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't have anywhere else, I don't think. Well, I I've flown yeah. into I've flown into Oakland, I've flown into San Francisco. Oh yeah. But traffic leaving typically is a nightmare, yeah. and so yeah, you did, Sac's not that not that far from Modesto. It's all the same little cow. Yeah, we cow go, like the area. Little, what is it? The old Sacramento, the little downtown. 
man, old sack. I worked in old sack. <laughs> no for like, way. For oh. like five years. Yeah, that same music company I told you about. No like we way. Were, that, we were in old sack. So it's, it's weird as hell anyway. We were a music company in Sacramento, and we were in the tourist trap of yeah, old sack. Right? And like yeah. fucking little, us and then 10 saltwater taffy shops yeah and you know and a, and uh you know a couple of tattoo shops yeah, I was saying a couple around. tattoo yeah. shops running around every corner yeah. So. yeah and like really expensive bad food that tourists will get one time and never go back oh yeah again you know what i mean so yeah, like it, it was a it's so funny spot. my uncle lives out there he loves joe's crab shack and so he's like i don't he's like i don't mind he's like, i don't mind picking you up we gotta go to joe's crab shack oh, like, all right yeah. that sounds good a uh, free Joe's Crab Shack dinner, you could you could be worse. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Free ride to the airport and free Joe's Crab Shack. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, dude, if you fly in a sack, let me know. Because um, I'm, you know, 15 minutes from the airport, 20 minutes from the airport or something like that. And, nice. um, yeah, let me know. We'll fish somewhere. I'd love to meet you. Perfect. No, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when you're ready to come to San Antonio, we'll uh, we'll run you around. Oh, for sure. I really want to, man, for real. We'll take you to um, a Bucky's. We got, um, yeah, please, please. I, I just see it online. It's the hot plates, right? Yeah. Um, like I said, my wife's family um, is Houston, League City um, area. And um, that's probably where we'd end up if I visited out there. Um, yeah. How, how far away? How far north from Houston, San Antonio? Texas oh, we're, is huge. Uh, we're directly west, about three hours. Oh, west of it. Okay. Yeah. It's three hours, man. Texas is huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fourteen hours. If I went out there to, to fish, you know, like which is kind of my goal, like not to go out there to visit my wife's family, is to go out there and fish <laughs> by myself. Um, but like, I would uh, go out to, I probably go out to the coast, and I would totally like rent a car and, and hightail my way up to San Antonio and hang out for sure. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. my in-laws live in Sh- uh, not Sugarland, where they live, the Woodlands. So that's you know, right. right there. Yeah, and if you get on cool. the coast, I got some uh, buddies and stuff like that we could hook up with and get us out on Sweet. a boat and get you on some Hell yeah. fish. Oh yeah, yep. hell yeah, man, yeah. be rad. Let's make it happen yeah. one of these days. Yeah. I'll keep in touch, keep in touch with you guys, and I'll get um, my show together so we can do this again soon. Yeah, dude, let's do it. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, and keep me posted when you guys are gonna um, go live and all that, and I'll you know tag tag me and I'll post it and do all that this stuff. Yeah, story. next Tuesday, yeah. do all the podcast stuff we know about now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is our trained professionals yeah, and so, yeah. social media managers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna start searching obscure countries so we can claim number one for uh, Russia or <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, we're a little yeah. friendly competition. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I can't wait for this game. I'm ready for the, the game show. Uh, yeah, that yeah. game show is gonna be fun. Do you guys have stingers for the game show? I want to do it. Um, no, we, we have we have an airborne. Yeah. You need some stingers for that, for sure. We do. We prime, do prime, ones. prime stinger zone. Like, I might, yeah. I, might have, I might have to put some stingers. I'll put stingers in in post when we do it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it was like the X factor. Like we could put like if you're wrong, like the yeah, you know? yeah, 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 dude. That's my favorite. That's my favorite part of finishing editing the episodes is ripping all the stuff from YouTube. Heck yeah. <laughs> getting sound effects and throwing sound effects and stuff. <laughs> Man, where can everybody find you? Like, what are your what are your links and all that? Uh, it's all SSFT podcast, Secret Society of Fly Tires. Uh, I don't think there's any show with the same name, so just Google that, and you'll find me. And we'll tag your Instagram. And you have a website? I do. Yeah, Secret we'll tag- Society of Fly Tires dot com. Okay, we'll tag your Instagram and 
website in the show notes. So that way uh, you guys can find him easily. But you guys should definitely go listen to his podcast because uh, it is fantastic. And if you don't follow him on Instagram, the videos are, in my opinion, the, my favorite part of each release is the videos. Oh, and I'm really excited to see what you're going to do with the San Antonio River. Thank you for having me, you guys. I, I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Yeah, for sure, dude. No, for sure. All right. Thanks, Matt. Look in the description below to find links to our website, online store, YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord server, and blog. Please send your podcast questions and inquiries to info at honeyholeangling.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you again next week.